0: Welcome back to the Anthony Murphy Podcast. This is the first episode for the new year, 2023, and we are kicking things off with a quite an in-depth interview with John McMahon, the founder of Motivating Boys Events. And uh, we've been working, or our agency has been working with John for many years now, and uh, he was in the area for an event, and we got him down to chat about all things in regards to his events, parenting self-awareness and uh, yeah a really in-depth conversation which i think uh, a lot of people especially if you are a parent or you know soon to be a parent will definitely get a lot of value out of this episode so let's dive straight on in that episode's coming up next So welcome back to everybody who's tuning in. Today, we're sitting here with John McMahon, aka The Rev from Motivate. And if you've well, if you've been following any of my content over the years, you've probably seen John pop up every now and again. Full disclosure, John is, or Motivate, is a, uh, is a partner with Attention Media. And uh, we do help John out with his events and his advertising and his marketing. But uh, mate, you've had a couple of events in Shep, or one last night and one tonight. So uh, yeah, we thought we'd jump on a podcast. So welcome to the show. Thank you, mate. Good to be here. for uh, For everybody who is listening, in, mate, let's uh, let's start off with just a bit of a bit of a background on your story, mate. Let's kick it off there.
1: How far do you want to go back?
0: Well, we can uh, take <laughs> as long as you like, but yeah, up to you, up to you. Let's go with the condensed version the to start with. The condensed
1: version. Yeah. Born in Belfast in the middle of uh, some massive troubles and violence. Mm. Grew up in Scotland. Eleven years old. Moved to Australia. Scottish and Irish parents, and went through some of the most severe bullying. Anyone can ever go through in school, Um, kicked out of two high schools, drugs, alcohol, Mm. uh, kicked out of home and at 19 um, had my life turned around through an experience with a mentor and gave me an opportunity to talk about the changes that had taken place about four months down the track. And it totally changed the direction of my life. And here we are, 30 years. This is my 30th year working with young people. And it looks so different than what it did 30 years ago. Um, and and I'm just as excited about the
0: future as I am about the last 30 years. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know, it and it's funny as well. Like you know, there's no shortage of podcasts these days. Um, you know, people sharing their story and you know that that upbringing, the background, the childhood. Um, you know, for, for many people out there, has been quite tough and been quite traumatic. Um, and I think you know, there's a, a lot of for myself. If I think about it, I I was very fortunate. I had a great upbringing, solid family, mum and dad, siblings. You know, well looked after. Um, so there was you know, no severe trauma in sort of my upbringing compared to, you know, what you've sort of experienced. So what do you think, and obviously it's not something that you wish on people, you want people to go through necessarily, but do you think that really sort of has built your character and sort of got you to where you are today? Like the fact that you did have a tough upbringing?
1: Look, it's, it's, it's a hypothetical, Mm. but I can't go back and change anything. Mm. And, This might sound like it rolls off my tongue easily, but I am grateful for what I experienced and what I went through because I was able to deal with it and come out the other side. I can't imagine what any other upbringing or experience would have been like. Mm. But in saying that, um, I only share my story as a, a portion of the event for the purpose of earning the right to say what I then say after it, you know, yeah. it's all about earning the right. I don't, I, I don't it's not well relive. Manual, yeah, I don't relive really yeah. that. I'm, I'm not a victim of that. Mm. But it is my story, and it's what breaks down the resistance, and the attitude, and the preconceived ideas of young people when they walk into my event. You know, yeah. So, yeah, yeah okay. I, I, I can't separate it. I, it needs to be part of it. Yeah. But it, it's a platform for the rest of the stuff we talk about.
0: Yeah, 100%. So let's just touch on that too. So obviously, Motivate, um, talk about Motivate and you know the business, the company that you've got today. Let's fill people in about what you do right now and then we can kind of go back and forth and connect yeah. the dots.
1: So majority of what I do right now is run seminars for boys 11 to 17 and their parents. So that is predominantly what Motivate is. Um, and they are in regional centres. We're in Shepparton today, but they are also in some of the biggest cities in Australia, yeah. uh, New Zealand. And essentially what we do is create a space for families to be family. Mm-hmm. There's no tech. There's no, uh, no devices they are sitting together in a room for an hour and a half to two hours. Um, yep. So that's the, the majority. Uh, I then have schools that once they've jumped through all the hoops of, of getting me, yep. um, I have schools that I present in. I love doing that again in the right school, mm-hmm. um, sporting clubs, you know, footy clubs, cricket clubs, uh, rugby, uh, basketball, netball, whatever. Um, and then I do some one on one coaching. So. Yep parent coaching intensives. Mm-hmm. Um no counseling. Yep. Just direct. Um they bring me into the situation yep. and yeah, yep.
0: give them advice. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. So in, in um so obviously yeah, like you said, live events, um, going to schools and for like what is the main thing that is, you know, why is a why our family is coming to your event? What are they going to get out of it? What's the sort of, what's the sort of problems that they're dealing with? Why would somebody come to a, a motivating boys or a, a Savage Angel event? I think one of the major reasons they come is that sense of urgency that they
1: have mm-hmm. about the situation that's going on in their own home, mm-hmm. fears that they have for the future, uh, signs that they're seeing right now. Yep. I think there is confusion. Um, I think parents, uh, many parents live their life online and, and, and read way too much um, and worry about things that they don't have evidence to worry about. Mm, so, yeah. you know, you've, you've got parents of five, six and seven-year-olds worrying about things for the future of their kids that they have no evidence of under their nose. Mm. And um, mm. so I think that's, that's one of the reasons. Uh, I think just as significant a reason is the social proof the parent reviews, the teenage reviews of my event, people talk, and um, that that's another reason why they come. And also, uh, while everyone else is zigging in a politically correct, um, yeah. socially acceptable, um, virtue signaling, woke direction, I am swimming in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. and. That resonates for parents because deep down they have a sense that things aren't right, but they're afraid to step up. They're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to stand up, yep. and that fear is like um, I, uh, I explain it like expand foam. Yeah, it just will fill up every gap that you give it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think myself just to add context to it. So I I'm a parent. Uh, I have two young kids, oldest being six and four. Um. So in terms of You know, again, looking towards the future, and you know what you know what the next ten to fifteen years might look like as a parent. I think you 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 bang on. You're always thinking about that. Um, You know, how can I be the best parent possible? Um, You know, am I doing it the right way? Uh, All that sort of stuff. So I think you know, for your in-person events, it is you know, it's for the family unit who is either experiencing. Generally, most of the time, would you say that it's with families who are experiencing some kind of issue or trauma with that parent-child relationship. Um, you know, there's there's some struggles at home, whether the kids, uh, you know, are struggling with self-esteem or it's more behavioural issues. Like, mm. there's that's the sort of thing that draws people to your event, isn't it? Like, there's there's some issues that are going on, on in the home. The parents aren't having any luck or they're not sure or they're just, you know, exasperated uh, and they want some help. And that's why, you know, that's what people are coming to your event for.
1: I would say that there is a... 60-20-20 split, if I've got the maths right. yep. Uh, 20% of the people come to my events um, about future-proofing. Mm-hmm. Um, 20% of the people come who are absolutely undone and exasperated with the situation. And yep. 60% are, this is current. I'm seeing some trends. Um, I'm seeing some things happen. And I want to take you action you now. Mm. And generally, they are the parents of, you know, 11 to 13-year-olds. Yep. And they still have a majority of leverage, you know, when it comes to authority with their kids, but, um, but it's starting to be manipulated out of their hands. Mm. If you go to early parents, so parents of six, you know, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, here's what you need to be concerned with as opposed to all the shit that gets thrown at you, okay? Mm. Let, me, let me touch on two things. One is tech. Okay, you are, the, you are the parents of kids who go out to cafes, restaurants, um, have people over and your son um, or your daughter is there for two minutes and then they're on their phone. They've come to you say, can I have the password for this or can I have that? Yep. And you're like, no no worries. And, and you're thinking in your mind, uh, you know, they'll be on there for 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, something like that. But mm. then you look at the clock and two hours have gone past. Mm. Or the whole meal that you've been out with a couple – Another family, mm. you've had an amazing time talking, but the kids are not engaging at all. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen as a result of that is this inability to regulate, Yep. because they are so used to being saturated in it, mm-hmm. and you try pulling that back, and it will be this is we're entitled to this because you did it. Yeah, let me give you something completely different. Um, kids love to get their uh, parents love to get their kids into sport. And, you know, sports, sports great, Yep. but kids have a hard week or they have a hard day or they have a hard game and all of a sudden they don't love it anymore. They're challenged and all that. For any parents listening of younger kids, playing sport is not about your son or your daughter loving the sport. Mm. It's about the experience of going through a season. It's about the journey, the ups and downs. It's about their competencies and it doesn't matter if they can't throw a ball straight or if they can't, you know, that will come mm. with time. Um, I remember my daughter, Daisy, first game of netball, you know, she was hopeless. And the reason why she was hopeless was she had a constriction in her aorta. And at seven years old, we discovered this. Right. Which meant she would get tired really quickly. And so yeah. she didn't like playing sport. Okay. And she was and her blood wasn't flowing properly. Yep. After surgery. That was all sorted. But when it came to playing sport, her hand-eye coordination was down. Yep. So it took a good three to six months for that to come back up. Mm. If we had to let her whinging, bitching and complaining dictate, she would have been out before she got a chance to see any different. So playing sport is not about ha- all having fun. Mm. It's about what that will produce in you. Even just being exposed to different ages involved in the community group, different parents, that different characters. Yep. That is so significant, but yet parents have their kids, they go to school, they come home from school, they do their homework or they're online. Some of them never actually leave the house to go and hang out in the community, let alone go to sport to train and, and play. Yep. So they're, they're just two things if, mm. if you're a parent of a younger kid mm. that you might want to pay attention.
0: Yeah, look, and I, I resonate with that um, wholeheartedly because we um, – you know, again, with younger kids, and obviously I can only, you know, speak on my experience, but, uh, you know, my wife and I are very much on the same page where, you know, if we are going out to dinner, um, you know, the kids aren't sitting there on an iPad or a phone. Um, We, and we've always sort of we've always taken them out as well. I think, again, you know, mm. you know, parents' choice parents' choice. There's a lot of parents out there that you know, won't go out with their kids because, hey, it might be a bit hectic or we can't relax, we can't enjoy it. That's obviously every parent's choice. But for us, you know, we've always liked to go out for, you know, brekkie in the morning or go out for a nice dinner. Um, anyway, and we want the kids to be a part of that as well. Um, so, mm. you know, they've kind of – I think one of the things as well is, you know, and, and we'll go to a, a nice restaurant in the evening, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a parent, you walk in with – Two young kids and at times you can be the only people in there with kids. Mm. And I think a lot of parents sort of feel that um, that pressure or that judgment of, you know, why are you taking your kids to, you know, this sort of environment or this type of setting. Um, and, you know, that could put a lot of people off and obviously then, you know, maybe the, the electronic device gets dished out so the mm. kids are kept quiet, right? Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, in terms of myself with learning and um, you know, educating myself on being a parent, you have to understand that other people's opinions in the restaurant, if the kids are making a bit of noise you just need to deal with it. Like that's that's the reality of life. The kids are allowed yeah. to be there, right? So it's about you as a parent being able to, um, you know, work through those sort of situations yourself because at the end of the day, we get compliments all the time on how, how well our kids behave. Yeah, You know, they're not always completely silent. You know, there's going to be some issues. Um, but at the end of the day, they, you know, we're sort of working them through that process of going out for dinner, being respectful, not running around the that's restaurant, it. all that sort of stuff. Like they're learning life skills yeah. at the same time, um, you know, and yeah, it's not always as super relaxing as it could be, but um, you know, that's the choice you make. So, yeah. And, and that's
1: it. And that's the stage of life you're in. that um, mm. you know, people are driven by two things. They're driven by fear or love. Yeah. So you're either driven by love for your kids to involve them in that experience and, and educate them mm-hmm. and have them go through it. Or you're driven by fear of what others think. And it, you know, yeah. um, my partner and I were in Liverpool last year And we stayed at this amazing hotel and went down for breakfast, you know, um, sitting, you know, at a window and this family walk in and there's five of them. All right. All the kids would be under, under 11, under 12 Um, buffet breakfast, perfect opportunity to give your kids an experience and educate them, you know, walk them through it. But instead, they all sat down at the table. Three iPads came out. If they're beautiful, coloured, you know, cases. gel cases. Yeah. The dad sat on his phone the whole time. Mm. The mum got up, went and got breakfast for all three kids, and placed it in between the iPad and the kid. And then she went and got herself breakfast. And all I wanted to do was jump up and say, like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah,
0: like,
1: <laughs> you're missing. You know. Yeah. I, I, I would be really happy." for your kids to be laughing or your kids to be, you know, yeah. I was i was here first. I'm in yep. line. You know, I wanted that. Yep. That is normal.
0: Mm, mm. This
1: is not normal, yeah. now, although it is, Yes. but it's not. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's – so, yeah, it's hard, but it's never going to become easy. It's never going to become n- normal yes. that your kids can walk in and, and they know how – to walk through a buffet. Sounds so, yeah, sounds yeah. so simple. Yes. But if they can't walk through a buffet, then yeah. what can they do?
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, well that's right. Yeah. It's n- it's never gonna get any better because if they've always got the iPad in front of them when they're out at a restaurant or wherever, yep. then they're not learning, you know, exactly like to how to uh, you know behave in the environment and how to enjoy it. And yeah, it's just always gonna be the case where they need that, you know, stimulation to keep them quiet. Yeah. Look yep. it
1: it amazes me. I I was um I was down the road here at a cafe Waiting, waiting to get a coffee roasted or whatever, Mm. and I watched two young girls walking down the road, fixated on their phones, almost get hit by a car. Yeah, and they're walking together. Yes, like you know, but they are not connected. They are not present with Mm. each other, Mm. and not only that, they're endangering
0: their own life and the lives of other, you know, drivers and things like that. It's, Mm. it's, it's funny. I think like we could spend all day talking about the, the tech side of things and, um, you know, phones, social media, mm. etc. and so forth. But I think one of the things that I – and obviously, you know, having a business that's built around that is, you know, there's there's pros and cons to everything. You know, there's there's the good side and the dark side. I think, you know, the, the truth is often in the middle. I think, you know, we um, – you know, for myself, you know, this type of technology, smartphones, all that sort of stuff only sort of came to be when I was sort of 15, 16. Mm. So I didn't have it as a kid. Um, but then with, um, you know, my kids now, it's definitely, you know, a a thing that is just part and parcel of their everyday life and can be. And it's about knowing, you know, what's what's too much, you know, and the impact that it has. Yeah. So obviously like technology is not going away. It's not going anywhere. And it's not it's, evil. <laughs> and it's not evil. No, but it's about, it's the same as anything. Like you eat too much food, it's not good for you. You drink too much alcohol, it's not mm-hmm. good for you. Uh, same thing with technology. If you sit on your phone all day or give your kids a screen all day, it's yeah. not good for them. So it's, it's the balance, it's the timing, it's the place. I was asked about that last night at the event mm. about, you know, so...
1: So is screens and technology, you know, like is it just a no-go zone, and or, or how do you how do you decide? And I said, well, y- y- you've known your son for seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years. Mm. You know what triggers certain emotions and feelings in him. If he's on a game, or if he's even watching videos of other people playing games, yeah. and that is triggering thoughts attitudes, words, and behavior that is contrary to your values, the values that you hold in your home, then don't hesitate to ban it or take it off him. Don't hesitate because the minute you hesitate, you're in a place of fear. You're Mm -hmm. worried about what he thinks. Some parents, and I'm I'm not exaggerating, some parents spend a good hour discussing how they're going to break the news about something to their son. Yep. Like, it's like they're preparing to go for a bank loan. You know, mm, like mm, it w- mm. we've got to cross all of our t's and dot all of our i's. You know. Yeah. For me, um, you know, my 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 boys are twenty four and twenty two. My daughter's uh, nineteen. I don't hesitate if I if I pick up on
0: something yeah. even now, but yeah. I've done that for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's dive back. Um, so obviously, hopefully, that gives people a bit of a context around you know the events and, and motivating what you do. Um, let's just jump back and touch on: Is there a couple of stories you can share with us that you might talk about in some of the events that, like you said at the beginning, sort of gives you the ability to break the ice or add context to you know why you can speak. About these things um, through the experiences that you've had in the past. So, touch on some of that for us. I've always prided myself on having
1: fresh, um, fresh experiences. Mm. I, I speak, you know, from my most recent uh, growth. Um, and you know, before we we jumped on here, we, we touched on it briefly. So, um, this year my goal has been to be in the to be in peak physical, emotional, and mental. Mm -hmm. state. I I turned 51 in December and I can tell you right now I have greater endurance. you know, like I've been smashing my, my personal best riding mountain bike, cycling, all sorts of stuff and getting uncomfortable to bring that change. Mm. And the other day I shared a post online, which was basically about how I've dealt with an attack from my bitch voice. And, you know, even me, Mr. Motivate, uh, um, you know, I, I have it yeah. and yeah. you know went to go riding and uh, three of three out of my mates had to pull out you know and then the weather was turning it started raining and I, and I literally this voice came to my head said you don't need to ride today um, you don't want to ride in the wet the ro- tree roots will be slippery yeah and then th- then the thing that made me recognize what it was said and you've eaten really well today, so it's not like you need to burn off extra yeah, right. calories. Yeah. When it said that, yeah. I went, I know who you are. <laughs> so yeah. my I, I immediately, and this is key for anyone listening. Yes. There's no there's no great strategy. You've just got to move immediately. And mm. so as soon as I recognized that, I jumped up, put the bike rack on the car, put the bike on the back, got my gear. And got in the car in under five minutes, so yep. I was gone. Then I was left alone in the car with my bitch voice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you, you're in trouble now. Yeah. Now that I know exactly what this is, and I said, I uh, got to the got to the the ride park, and pulled a piece of chewy out, mm-hmm. and I called this chewy my bitch voice chewy, and I said, for what you've just attempted to do to hijack and to shipwreck my, my strategy because mm. I've got a clear goal and I've got a clear strategy and mm-hmm. I've got accountability for that. For what you just said, to do, I'm gonna show you exactly how this is yep. gonna play. Yep. So this might sound too simplistic for people, but I'm a visual person and I learn by doing things. So yep. I popped this chew in my mouth, did nearly 20 kilometers of cross country mountain biking. And where I would normally stop and rest for a good three to four minutes, yeah, I just pushed straight on, yep. and and um, got back to the car park, spat the chewy out, s- stood on it, and um, and then um, looked at my time, and I'd taken ten minutes off my previous best, yeah, wow. you know. So yep. so for me, um, this this is I speak from. Daily personal experience. I believe you're only as strong,
0: you know, as your your weakest link. Yeah, and I'm attacking the, the weak links. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, as I get older, like it's something that I learned. Obviously, you know that cliche. Well, it's cliche now, seemingly, but you know, um, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, you know, the thing that you're putting off is the thing that you need to be doing the most. You know, it's, it's all the, you know, the procrastination and the hesitation is, yeah. like you said, you know, you call it your bitch voice, you can call it whatever you want. Um, but it's those things that, yeah, in that moment of, you know, that there's something that you need to do. And if you're going to put that off. Then you know that's what I'm always telling myself these days. Like that's what I've got to do right now, mate.
1: I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and uh, you know Craig Harper is w- one of my mentors in Melbourne, and and it's all about mental toughness. Andy mm. Frizzella. there's there's a great list, but you you've got your time that you've got to to move. Um, If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Mm. And it was funny because I did that 75 hard challenge last year. And three weeks into it or two or three weeks into it, I I injured my elbow, which meant I couldn't lift. Mm. And lifting has been a major part of my life, going to the gym and, and all that. That was removed. I couldn't ride. Yeah. So I couldn't ride dirt bikes. I couldn't ride mountain bikes. I couldn't do any of that. But mm. when it happened, I couldn't even lift the keys to the ignition. It was so sore. I I ended up doing cardio as all of my workouts. Then tipping over into 2023, I'm like, you know what? Um I'm I'm going to go back to the gym. My elbows all all healed, but I want a different result. And um I listened to this podcast a few few weeks ago and he said you ever seen that person who comes into the gym and they've been coming for three, five years and they don't look any different? Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking, that's me. I'm doing the same thing and, and I'm not getting the results. So I need to change. So yeah, yeah. I, um, I want to get down to 85 kilos before I head to New Zealand in two weeks time. Yeah. So I was, I was 92 kilos you yeah. know, at this point. Yeah. I went, okay, so what do I need to change? I have mocked, laughed... And, and occasionally maybe yelled something out of a window at cyclists <laughs> on the road who yeah. didn't think they own the road. And, you know, the idea of Lycra and all that doesn't fit into my brand. Yes. Which is something I want to talk about. But, yes, yes. Um, but then I've been following MotoGP, World Superbikes, Motocross for years, and all of those guys train you know, on bikes, they, they cycle and all that. And mm. even here in Australia, you know, Mike Jones and Glenn Allerton, uh, Casey Stoner, they've all cycled and they are absolute guns. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. So yep. bought myself a bike, bought myself black, everything. Yep. and um, Became a mammal, mate. I became a mammal, Middle-aged yeah. man
0: in Lycra, yeah. And,
1: um, <laughs> and, you know, five days into it, I got hit by a car um got taken out going over a crossing and the bike was you know mangled and mm, mm. got got the bike replaced by the guys at Track and Packing them absolutely yep. amazing what happened there and uh but I I just did a 50k ride yeah you know you're burning 12 13 1400 calories in a hit where I at the gym I was doing 400 yeah I'm already seeing results I'm down to 88.4 kilos yep and wow. so Why am I talking about this? Talking about getting uncomfortable. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, this year, my word for the year is courageous. Mm -hmm. People want courage who don't need it. Yep. Courage is what you need when you make a decision to face your fears. And this year, there are some things that I need to say in my events that Mm -hmm. I've never said before. Mm -hmm. There is new insight and information that I need to speak about. And I'll be honest I'm afraid to say it, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, riding, getting the cycling going, I was afraid to do it. Yeah. But you know what? I want the, the result more than the fear yes. will hold me.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that you know, and we can tie this back into, you know, technology and social and, you know, you see the the best parts of everybody's lives and everybody's like, you know, super successful and all that sort of stuff. But I think the, you know, the underlying message is exactly what, you know, we've just spoken about it, that it's the, if you're wanting to get somewhere, you know, if you're wanting to be in a different position, whether it's physically, mentally, financially, um, it's not it's not going to be easy. Like anything worthwhile is not easy and there are going to be times where you're not going to want to do it. Um, You know, it's not going to be the right conditions. You're not comfortable. But, you know, in order to get to those places, it's generally going to require some kind of, yeah, white knuckling and just get it done. 100%. Mm. Beautiful. What, um, in terms of, I know there's like, uh, you know, several sort of themes and topics that, you know, your very – just your events but also the things that you live by, you know, whether that's self-awareness, courage, all that sort of stuff. What do you think are some of the things or or what's one thing that you'd like to share with everybody at the moment around, um, you know, whether it's kids, whether it's parents, but what do you think sort of one underlying theme that people are struggling with or people are are lacking these days, um, you know, that you can touch on? I think people
1: lack – I think personal direction – I think the, the current is so strong. Um, you mm-hmm. know, a few weeks ago, we went to Warburton as a, the Yarra River starts up there. Yep. Yep. And I was in there with my partner's kids and we decided to, um, to go down these little rapids. Yep. Um, and by the time I realized that the water's really shallow, it was too late. Um, the current was too strong and to to pull back was too hard. But, mate, you know, I got my ass smacked by rocks, like, you know, every two metres until I got out. The the current is so strong Mm. to take parents and to take young guys and girls in this direction. Like, current, the amount of – Reels, the amount of images, the amount of videos mm. that are, are, are in people's faces every day. You now have an appetite for something that you never used to have an appetite for. You know, yeah. like when you're young, you hate um, broccoli and cauliflower and all yep. that, and as you yep. get older, your your, your palate changes. Mm. And it, it's like um, it's it's not tech; it's the content that is influencing the change. Yes, you know, in young in, in young people. So, yeah, for me, um, it's being being aware of where you're being directed in life, and is this just because you like what's going on doesn't mean to say you're in control of it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I I am so intentional about where I spend my time, what I spend my time doing. Yeah, and if this doesn't take me closer to my purpose yep. then it's a no.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's yep. an instant no,
1: yep. not interested. Let me give you one. I've done events up in uh Darwin. Yep. When I spoke with them up there originally, they said to me, look, here's how it works up here. You come once, you come twice, and you come a third time. And when you come the third time, that is when you will start to have success. Yep. People are so used to. In that local area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are so used to people not turning up.
0: Yeah. Advertising right. going to
1: come and not coming. Or coming and underperforming. Sure. So this is what will happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Mate, we went there, booked out the first event, yep. was immediately requested to come back, mm-hmm. um, and, and then was inundated with emails for our girls' events.
0: Yeah.
1: Went back the second time. Um, filled the boys' event and sold out. The, the you know yeah. fully booked out. Yeah. But you know what? When I announced I was I was coming there, I was approached um, about uh, funding for the event if I would direct it towards Aboriginal community. Yeah. And I immediately said no. I'm yep. like, no. This event is for everyone. Yeah. I I, I was. I was uh, criticized online. I was uh, I had emails sent to me that why I didn't have a first person's or yeah. person yeah. a speaker at the event. I like, I don't do that anywhere. I'm about to head to New Zealand. Yeah. You know, I I I, I, I do these things the way I do them. Yeah. And that is that. Yep. But the 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 current, the yep. flow yeah. is so strong yes. that people People can't stand on their own two yeah,
0: feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, exactly. Yeah, and I mean again, like you know, we've you've always mentioned it to me. Yeah, you're not. Uh, there's absolutely no discrimination on who comes to your events. Like and, it's. Yeah,
1: and also, I, I don't want to. I would have to change so much about what I do mm. to articulate it to one particular audience. You know, like yeah. I get asked. Um, oh, why don't you run events for seven- and eight-year-olds? Or why don't you run events for 20-year-olds and all that? And I'm like, well, yep. you wouldn't put your eight-year-old in front of me, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because of the, the swearing and because of the style of my presentation. Yes. It, it, will, it will go over their head. Yes. Not because it's super intellectual, but because it is hard-hitting, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, um, I don't apologize for not running events for 20-year-olds and 22-year-olds. They're adults.
0: Mm. And
1: yeah. it, and someone else can do them. Yeah, exactly. You know? So exactly. that's what I mean. It's about having backbone that's based on your your knowing your purpose. So my direction is very clear.
0: Mm, mm. Yep, 100%. Love that. Mate, uh, let's talk. Um, you've got some big things coming up this year. Um, and obviously, again, sort of... In terms of uh, you know attention media and motivate attention media helps to handle um, you know motivates advertising, um, but talk to us about what you've got planned for this year. There's some uh, there's some big things in the pipeline.
1: So as I said before, my word for the year is courage. Um, every year I pick a word that is about development, and uh, I'm taking on some big things. So not only am I doing the Big city events in Australia and the regional events in Australia. Um, we're heading to New Zealand um, on the twelfth of February. Yep. So doing the North Island. I can't even pronounce properly all the <laughs> all the places. but, yes. You know, uh, uh, Whang- uh Auckland. Um, Hamilton, Palmerston North, uh, Taranga, Wellington. And then – so we've got events happening over there. We've got Motivate events happening in all those places. And then we've got Savage Angel, the girls' version of Motivate, happening in Auckland and Wellington. Yep. Um, Come back and head to Mildura. Yes. um, And Tassie. And then back to the South Island of New Zealand. Yes. Um, So Nelson – Christchurch, Dunedin, and Invercargill. Perfect. Um, and there'll be a third trip to New Zealand this year because I've already been approached by um, some some other cities that are mi- missing out on these yeah, ones. Yeah, okay. Um, and then June this year, um, I'm super excited to be going back to my home country. So yep. I'm going to host an event in Belfast. I'm going to host an event in Edinburgh, Glasgow, Liverpool, and London. And, mate, that is... You talk about fear. Mm. Um, I, do, I know how to run my events, but I've never done anything quite like this. You know, yes. New Zealand is like, it's like Tassie. It's like, yeah, or it's, neighbor. It's, yeah, very um, similar. Yep. And then, um, and then at the end of the year, probably October, um, I want to go to the States yep. and, um, I want to run an event in the hometown of one of my mentors. Uh, okay. um, this is a, a an exclusive, I want to run a free event Yep. for, um, for the, he's got 500 staff.
0: Right. So yeah, I yeah, would yeah. like
1: to run a free event as a gift for this stuff because Andy Frizzella has influenced my life so significantly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the
0: States Um. and, um, and so they're the, that's what's going on yeah. this year. Some big stakes, some big stakes. And what, um, like obviously, as you said, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's you stepping out of your comfort zone as well to go internationally, you know, running international events. Obviously, like you said, you know, you know how to run your events, but again, they've been based, you know, sort of in Australia, New Zealand. Um, So, you know, what, what are some of the things that, you know, you are worried about or concerned about in terms of going international? What's the, what are some of the hurdles that you're having to jump through to make that, uh, to make that happen?
1: Um, Well, they are broad, um, and there are many. Um, even things like the getting the right visa, you know, yeah. an ans- ancestry visa. True, uh, I'm an Australian citizen, born in, in Northern Ireland, but yep. um, so sorting out some practical things like that, yep. venues, yep. Um, fears, fears are like. I, I regularly have imposter syndrome, mm. you know, it doesn't matter where I go. It could be Hobart. It can yeah. be, it can be Shepparton yep. and, uh, where I feel like, who am I mm. to do this? Mm. But that's exactly how our heroes and our idols feel. Yeah, everybody done that. We, don't they? we we go to concerts. You know, I think there was yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Post Malone are happening yeah. right now. Yeah, and people are raving about these concerts. You know, yeah. I, it's so much that I jumped online to look at tickets the other day, but yeah, right. out of the country. Yeah. Um, but I'm no different to them. No. And you listening to this are no different from them. You just see yourself different. So yeah. I figured. If, uh, if uh, Russell Brand, you know, if yep. uh, Joe Rogan, you yeah. know, if Dana yeah. White, if they can make things happen, yep. I can make things happen. Yep. Um, I've just got to make sure that the value proposition that I bring mm.
0: is,
1: val- is valuable. Yes. You know, yeah. um, and the bigger the event, the bigger you, the value you've got to deliver. Yeah. You know, yep. um, yeah. I'll never forget um, – you know, last year I did an event in Adelaide with, I think we had 380 people. And then year before that, we did an event in Deakin University with yeah. 505 people. And yeah. it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, you have got to bring your A plus yep. game. You know, in mountain biking, it's a double black diamond. Like you yeah. have got to articulate, think and be in the moment and be yep. present. You know, yep. even, even public speaking. Yes. When when you've got four hundred people in a room, all of your gestures need to be bigger. Your hand yes. gestures, yes. your movements on stage, yes. the tone, the accents on your face, yeah. posture, all that stuff. Yeah. So um so yeah, yeah. I'm, but I can see it happening. Yeah. Like, I literally can see the posts going up after the event. Yep. With photos from the events with reviews with um mm. um
0: and and feedback. and
1: invites after it so yep. yeah I'm yeah. pumped about it
0: no, that's awesome mate and uh yeah looking forward to it it's going to be a uh, yeah big year ahead and i think uh you know we've always um you know always been uh you know really Really grateful and, uh, you know, and proud to be a part of, you know, uh, a small part of what you do because obviously it's, uh, you know, there's a great need for it. Um, you know, you've got a great message and helping uh, thousands upon thousands of people, mate. I, so, I think um,
1: you want to sell yourself though, the mate. Like I remember meeting you and um, and I'm just going to say this. I mm. um, We were in a meeting the other day with Eventbrite who run my events yeah, yeah. and I said it to them. When I met you, you were the first person I spoke to who knew more about, marketing and Facebook and Insta ad advertising and mm. the dynamics of that than I did. And, and I had spoken with quite a few other people and I knew more than them. So I, you know, I'm not being paid to say this. I, I've come out <laughs> of my own, in my own time to come and do this. Yes. So my, my gratitude for what you're doing and growing with, the brand yeah our both of our brands growing together yeah, 100%. um is exciting and yep. and again I, I don't mean to blow smoke up your ass or or piss in your pocket but and again if you're listening this is not planned you are you are motivated you are the post malone you are the chili peppers mm. attention media is that monster yeah it just doesn't look like it yet
0: yeah yeah, exactly. But it's coming. Yeah, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, and everything that you say. I mean, it's it's no different. Um, you know, the imposter syndrome, all that sort of stuff, is either you know, whether I'm creating some social media content or doing a podcast or whatever it might be. Like you know, there's there's always those little uh, you know, there's those moments of nerves or you know, uh, have I got it right? or Am I doing the right thing? Or you know, running a business and employees mm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think you know what we often forget is that again, ninety nine percent of the time that we see. Anybody, whether it's the Joe Rogans, the Andy Frazellas, anybody that's doing anything in life on whatever scale, large or small, Mm. they're still human. They're dealing with the same emotions. They're dealing with the same, you know, they're questioning themselves as well. Just because they're at a certain level, they're doing really well. Um, You know, more times that means Mm. that the amount of things that they have to question themselves on and that they have imposter syndrome on is even greater because they're doing so much. The stakes are higher. There's so much more involved, Um, but they're human. Mate, I remember my first day at, um, at university, my first day sitting
1: there and we were asked to uh, write down uh, the vision that we have mm. for our futures, you know, yep. and me being the dyslexic person that I am said, is it okay if I draw it? Yeah. And uh, they're <laughs> like, sure. And um, so I pulled out a, a piece of A4 paper and I drew a stage with... Steps, you know, like twenty thousand steps down to the mm. floor, and hundreds and hundreds of people in the audience and me on stage. And yep. I remember being told, "No, that's not that's not a vision, you know, like right. um that's that's ego, that's this, that's that." And to do it again, and I'm mm. like, "No, nah, fuck you, I'm keeping this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put it in my folder." And but you know what? Like when I have imposter syndrome, there are two things that shut that down. One is my confidence is informed by my data yep. and my data screams the opposite mm. to mm. the imposter syndrome. Yep. And I remind myself, this has been the vision from the start. Yeah. And literally I started motivate in a three by three meter cage at the back of a woodwork room in Canberra college in, in Melbourne The room where they stored the whippersnipper motors and the lawnmower motors that kids were working—that's what they gave me. Yeah, with a shitty old CBR 600 and about six or seven boys. Yeah, and but that's even though I was looking at that and I was in that moment,
0: the the Mm. auditoriums full of people was always on my mind. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. No, and again, the results speak for themselves. So, uh, mate, I think what we'll do is have to uh, schedule in a catch up um, after the international events and and run through it, mate catch up hear hear how it all went and uh yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be a big year ahead so i'm excited
1: well look if you have i'm sure some of your listeners are business owners and uh, startups and you know growing Mm -hmm. businesses um i plan to document that journey yep uh the journey from uh, from running those events and you know the whole thing of strategic planning you know um having systems in place Um, it might be of interest to to them yeah, um, for a different reason, you know. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. Now, beautiful. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Mate, uh, yeah, all the best with the year ahead, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you love the show, the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find it, and I would really appreciate that head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy and say day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.